When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CSGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Be sure to use that promo code you see in the top right there, CHGO, when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys in studio, Big Dave. Bow! Bow! BWL Sports. <laughs> in your face. Will the go Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. He grown. Our uh, pal and producer, Joey Spathis. He is at Joey Spathis. 21. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. <laughs> A lot of fun stuff to get to today. Uh, one of the conference finals ended last night. Another one, uh, do or die game tonight. Uh, LeBron saying some things, He's acting a, a fool. I'm ecstatic so about the Lakers getting swept. We'll get to so that. Uh, and then on the back end of today's show, we'll talk about the interview of all interviews. <laughs> Joakim Noah, Kevin Garnett. This is Squashing an beef. day for you. Making friends. This is all about Matt today, This man. is just a great You want to just go solo today? Great I mean, We'll just day. sit here and watch. No. All joys drink. are better joys when they are shared. Fair enough. And I know you guys are just as happy as I am about LeBron and the Lakers getting swept. I don't know about just and as happy as you are. Joe Kim having an hour and a half long chat with Kevin Garnett. Yeah, you can't. about all kinds of stuff. You can't put us on your level. With that, with those two things. I get think you're there. on another level. Get there. Get, there. get yeah. on board. Yeah. Get on it's cool. level. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know about that, Alex. Yeah, I, I don't know if we should believe uh, any of what LeBron said last night. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. First, though, I did want to make a quick note of something else wonderful that happened recently. Over the weekend, we got a little... Uh, Picture tweeted at us okay. of a diehard member of Bulls Nation yes. and the CHGO diehard family. Yeah. Nathan over there in the UK. Wow. Thank you, Joey. There's the tweet. There's the picture. Wow. This member of the CHGO Bulls fam wow. got the CHGO logo in black and red tattooed on his skin. Wow. He's got CHGO on his flesh. Insane. He dog. basically tattooed our initials on his hand. Yeah, man. Like, may as well have. I'm glad he didn't. Well <laughs> I like just the the you know the call letters of CHGO better, and it's a cool tad too. It's like a yeah. Bulls poker chip with the Bulls logo, and yeah. then a poker chip with the CHGO logo in it. Yeah, that is diehard shit, man. Now, when he sent this to us first, he he sent us the design, him in the chair with the design. Oh right, the first the you first know. picture, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was going to be something small. He was just going to have on his leg or something. You know, just some. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then he puts his huge, massive hand <laughs> like right there. And it's on your hand, bro. Like, you can't hide that. Like, 
You use that all Every the time. Every time he shakes a person's hand, they see they'll that. be like, oh, what's that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is my favorite Bulls podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, And the wildest part of this, Will, is he's not from here. He is from, what well, he's from overseas in the UK. UK, baby. Like, he's not even we from We know here, that UK bro. Bulls Nation chapter is a strong one. Yeah. Well, he is now. They don't mess around. He is now official diehard member. That is like. Hooked up, got t-shirts We say diehard, but that is, that is diehard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That die is CHGO hard. across his chest. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> across his hand. Yes. You, uh, our, our buddy Greg from CHGO Blackhawks got a CHGO tap. He did. Like a few weeks back. He did. Which was the first member of our CHGO family to Shout get out. inked. Shout out. The, to my knowledge, I don't know if you guys have seen any. This is the first like CHGO fan to get a tat of CHGO. Yeah. I haven't seen it any other any other place. This is the first time I've seen it here. I'm glad it's us. Wildness. This is awesomeness. Wildness. This is, this is awesome, man. How you feel about this? This is awesome. awesomeness. It's awesomeness, man. Like it tells you that we're doing well. Yeah. Mm. It yeah. tells you that it's like reassurance that we're doing a good job, and yeah. that feels really good. I want to hear does. from Joey on this though, man, because I think it means more to Joey than anything. The only thing I can compare it to is when we were at uh, PB and J, and Pete and Manuel had brought their. <laughs> printed out title cards yeah. from the show, like the yeah. logo of the show, and they brought it to autograph, and they, like, it was nicely done. It was print, and I was, like, looked at it, and I'm like, you guys printed this out because you thought about how you, and I, that blew my mind. This takes it to a complete another level. Yeah. Like, it's, an, it's, an, it's, I have struggled to think about the fact that I am on a podcast with the logo is on somebody's body who I've never <laughs> met before. Like, yeah. you know, it's like... It's a crazy thing and for me. Uh, I, I don't know. It's coming a, from it's Joe, wild. Who's, I believe, is the only one who is inked up among all of us. Correct. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I have so no ink. Coming from Joey saying that, I, I thought it would That's blow right. his mind more than Are anything. Are you going to get one next? That's right, fellas. Joey, you're up. <laughs> you're you got to get a tat of Will's CHGO Ooh. avatar on the yes. body of a goat. But get it as Tattooed. a silhouette. Right on my silhouette. Right on my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you pointing to your eyes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm wearing a hat, so your brain and your mind too. Yeah, (laughs) but that's awesome. My thoughts as someone who's inked that that looked like it. It took a lot of time. Yeah, bro. Like it. it, I mean, that's the entirety of the back of his hand. It took a couple because he sent it to us that day, Mm -hmm. and then sent it to us a couple hours later, and was like, "Yeah, the lighting's not right. This is what it looks like." I'm like, "Damn, the lighting. That's crazy." All of like the bones in your hands that are just right there under the surface of the skin. You imagine that's got to be a pretty painful spot to get tatted the back of your hand. Yeah, it's it's something. I'm. I respect the hell out of that. It's overwhelming. It's though. crazy. It's crazy. And <laughs> I thank show, you. I showed the picture to my family. I was like, yeah, I'll check this out. I was like, some dude got a CHGO tag. They were like, that's nuts. <laughs> I was like, I know. I showed my nephew, man. And he was like, dude, that's unbelievable. Dog. Baby Joey next. Baby Joey next. Baby oh. Joey don't. He sometimes wants I to. I would get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, baby Joey gives tattoos. I don't know if y'all know this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, he is a licensed tattoo he artist is. already, he, he though. He people up, bro. It's what he do. It's one of his many, many talents, man. Wow. The, the fine motor skills of holding a, a tattoo, um, whatever you call them, you know, needle. Yeah. Gun. That's fine motor tattoo skills. Tattoo gun? Tattoo, think, yes. Yeah. Yes. Would you let Joey tattoo you? Who among us would you let actually tattoo you, man? None of you are a licensed tattoo artist, are you? So the answer is none of you. None of you. I would not let myself tattoo anybody. But I would let Will tattoo me. Yeah. I would let Will. If I had it's to funny because I have like good. Choice. I'd let Will. I do the you graphics. You know, it's all like artistry. So I do the graphics, which is like good. You know, I can make the net, but I'm a terrible yeah. like 
drawing, handwriting, yeah. anything. You're so, not making our graphics with one of those, you know, Microsoft <laughs> tablet Surface right. Pro whatever is where you're drawing shit. <laughs> That's, That's cool correct. Though. I want to get into that with like, you know, drawing up on some plays maybe. Yeah. See? You mock Bring up a couple tats, down. I'll think about it, Will. See? He would draw a play, you tattoo a play on you and it'll look amazing. Adam Hogue does a great <laughs> job with that. I got to get with him and, and figure out how to do that for some Bulls clips. I Ooh. don't know why, but I really do want Joey to have a tat of your CHGO face. Yeah, I'm not on the body that. of a I'm goat. Not. What would it take for you to get a tattoo of CHGO <laughs> Bulls related, Joey? How many oh, followers man. would I was about we to say to it would be a Joey, lot of Joey followers. Be a lot of followers. Say the number. Give me the number. A hundred thousand followers for me personally. Uh huh. If I were to get a tattoo of Will Will's cartoon <laughs> face <laughs> as a goat on my body for life, I would have it would have to be. I think, well, what if it was just like read the word out there, Bulls fans? A regular a CHGO, CHGO like Bulls. logo. Bulls. CHGO Bulls? Bulls tattoo. I don't know, man. It's such a, it's a hard decision. Okay. We're going to figure it out. Man. We're like going to we're gonna figure out I, what that number is. I don't think is. I could do it like purely off following numbers. In the meantime, everybody go follow Joey at Joey Sabathis. <laughs> Alex, Let's get ahead of this. Dollars. <laughs> 100 million dollars. Get on the Joey 2K. Let's yeah. Get this on, man. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Let's, let's dive into what we saw unfold last night. Yeah. The Nuggets storm back from a 15-point halftime deficit to hold on, get the win, Get the series sweep over the Los Angeles Lakers to advance to their first ever NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. A lot of different elements of this game, but let's start at the end and that one play where the Lakers mm. are down to with the ball, four seconds to go. Mm. And Big Dave, you texted me and Bulldog and Sabine <laughs> and were like, LeBron has to shoot this. <laughs> Must. Yeah. And I agreed with you. Yeah. I was like, yes, he will never live it down if he passes this ball to someone else. Yeah, yeah. And what I respected is that LeBron took the ball to the rack because we've seen him throughout this four-game series take a lot of threes, old man, tired guy, mm -hmm. jacking up shots, and he was not, you know, he did finally start to hit a few threes in games three and four of the series, but LeBron stepping back and, you know, taking those step-back threes, not ever been a great strategy when he can get to the rim. You saw him maybe just dealing with fatigue in mm -hmm. this series mm -hmm. after the first two playoff rounds, and um, credit to the Nuggets, yeah. namely Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon, who played some great defense in that series, just coming up with the stop of their NBA careers. It True. was really cool to watch that unfold and no whistles and accurately no whistles on that great defensive stop. Yeah. Um, okay, F few things. Let's, let's start with LeBron. So I, I have no problem with him taking the last shot. It bothered me. He, he missed it. That's fine. I will live with LeBron taking the L because he wanted to win or tie the game. No issue with it at all. That's not my issue. My issue with him was the play before when he had the ball top of the key and he had Jokic on him who's got five fouls and he backed up went forward backed up again and then went Wasted up 20 seconds yeah just dribbling the ball and then passed it and I was screaming at the television screaming at it because you have because all I see is and I saw Michael Porter Jr. come over you saw him you saw him come over there trying to cheat and things like that my point is regardless Jokic was going to give you a J he was going to give it to you I wanted LeBron to take the shot or even just go in on Yoga because he has five fouls, so he's not going to play you tough. You know what I mean? He's not going to do that. So you had that opportunity to go in and do something. And his three-pointer, and you're right, he's not great at those threes, but he had been hitting those threes that game. 
because I think he got to the stadium about five, six hours earlier and was taking threes, and that's why you saw him drop 30 in the first half. It's because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So the ball's in your hands. It's on you. It's not on anybody else's legacy. We had this conversation, Will, before on this show when I was saying it doesn't matter about who he passes it to and misses the shot. It's not on them. It's on you. It's your legacy. You know, it, if he misses the shot, whoever he passes to is still going to be on you. If he hits the shot, it's still going to be you made an incredible pass. So the legacy belongs to you. So if it's belonging to me and I'm down 0-3 and I've had the game I've had, knowing I'm in the Western Conference Finals and I don't want to go out, we're going out on my sword. And, I, and that's what I wanted to see. He didn't do it that time. He did it the second time, which was fine, but I wanted him to take that shot. You talked about um, the defense of Murray. Incredible mm-hmm. defense on that last play. Mm-hmm. Getting his hands on the ball, trying to strip it away. And big shout-out, because I gave him a shout-out earlier, but I'm going to do it again, was Aaron uh, Gordon, man. Mm-hmm. Shout-out to him, bro. Huge. Like He has really found himself and he was getting, on that team. He was getting a lot of flack earlier on in this series. Yeah. Of like, oh, Aaron Gordon's the weak spot. Yeah. Not necessarily knocking down his shots. He knocked yeah. down big threes right. in the Nuggets run to help him get back in the game, finish with 22. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the defense, man. The defense, man. And the scoring. And he knew when to take those three. I've seen him hesitate on those threes previously in Orlando. Even when he first got to Denver, he was doing that. There was no hesitation. It was open, and it was the right shot to take. And he took that shot, and some of them hit. A majority of them hit, and a couple of misses. But that was the right shots for him to take. Defensively, I thought he was great defensively all series against LeBron. Frustrating him. I love when LeBron is putting his arm in his neck and Aaron going still just like this. <laughs> He's like, bro, it's fine. You know, do what you feel like doing. Anyone Nothing's else gonna throw me off my game. I am locked in. Wishing for a full on melee at that point, or is <laughs> no, it just me? I didn't. That <laughs> like, was that's all peck. That's all peck. I just want I I loved the way he played. And it, and it just says a lot about that team, period. They're always composed. Nothing really gets them off their square. They stay where they want to be, and you can't move them. You know what I mean? So shout-out to Aaron Gordon for getting to this level mentally, and shout-out to Denver, man. They're, they're going to the finals. They're going to the finals, yeah. So for me, it speaks to – we talked about it yesterday. We've talked about it before of just, like, how complete and optimized this team is. And we've talked about it from a spacing standpoint. We've talked about it from a Jamal Jokic pick and roll or dribble handoff game standpoint. But when you have the kind of size and defensive versatility that Aaron Gordon has, um, and it's not just him, right? Like you could switch Michael Porter on it, and he's not obviously a great defender, but he can give you size. You've got Bruce Brown. You've got KCP. It's like all these different defensive weapons that you can throw at a guy like LeBron to just wear him down. Mm. And I think that's a really underrated aspect of this Nuggets team, everybody thinks about them as an offensive juggernaut that's got a weak point True. in Jokic as a defensive anchor. Um, I, I think that they are a really complete team because of how versatile they are defensively and because of how they've flanked Jokic and Murray to be able to defend one through five, to be able to switch, to be able to guard up, guard down. I, just, I think they've done really well. But I want to touch back on LeBron for a second too because to me – I felt like the narrative around the end of this game was a little bit unfair towards him because everything was in the second half. And I can't remember who was commenting. It was Reggie and Stan Van Gundy. Is that right? Uh, no, no. They were, uh, they were on ESPN. Was it ESPN? Right? Okay. So, yeah. so it was Mark Jackson, Mark Mark Jackson, Jackson Jeff. and uh, Breen. Mm-hmm. Whoever it was was just like saying, LeBron's got to keep going to the basket. LeBron's got to stop Gundy. shooting yeah, threes. That was Jeff. And it was just like – 
my like he's doing everything. He's guarding Jokic. He's played forty eight minutes. Like he's <laughs> he's thirty eight years old. It was just like, what is he supposed to do? And um, I'm fine with the step back threes for LeBron. Obviously, in those key moments, um, you want him to drive because he can overpower you and get to the rim and score at will. Jamal Murray with great help, understanding how much time was on the clock and that he could leave his man to be able to go over there and help. But um, we'll never know what the counterfactual was. Like, had LeBron stepped back and taken a three, if he would have missed it, people would have been pissed that he didn't drive. Yeah. Had he driven and gotten stripped, people are going to be pissed that he didn't pass it out and find the open shooter. Mm-hmm. Had he done that, then people would have been pissed that he didn't get into his own shot. So it's like, no matter what he would have done there, unless yeah, he, he made a game winner, there would have been criticism. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens when you're one of the greatest players of all time. You get yeah. criticized. Mm-hmm. And you do have to make those shots. You do have to step up and be the one to take those shots in that moments. But what's been the legacy for LeBron is that he's not going to just force that shot up. He's going to make the right play. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's yeah. LeBron. And I think he did the right thing there, but it was just it was a difficult decision. It was a difficult spot. I thought the decision-making with the, the two previous plays where he shot that runner on the side out of bounds with four seconds left, mm-hmm. that was just not a good shot. Um, yeah. And then he pulled back and, and, as you mentioned, just ran a ton of time off the clock. I thought that was a poor decision. But mm-hmm. with four seconds left, you drive left. That's what he does. That's he drives he to his left, yeah. and he got stripped. That was it. But, I mean, the Nuggets were just far, far superior. And I, I think that's why, and you're right, somebody who has had a career like LeBron's will be the one most uh, closely scrutinized uh, and and judged in those you know late game situations like that, especially when you fall short as they did. But like the the chip on the shoulder of Nuggets fans, and shout out to our fam over there at DMVR Nuggets. So happy for all y'all out there. Um, you deserve to feel the joy right now. People were talking about the Nuggets being a one seed that nobody feared yeah. throughout the entire playoff run. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're the one seed, but uh, they they kind of petered out towards the end of the regular season, and no, nobody's actually afraid of them. Well, you should have been. <laughs> All the talk about LeBron and Anthony Davis, great duo. Yeah. Jokic and Murray are better. Yeah. Like, sweep you better. Yeah. Which, by the way, Joe, do you have those uh, uh, historic marks for the two biggest stars Ooh, of numbers? the team on their way to the finals? All right. So Jokic and Murray each accomplished some history in this series sweep. Jokic... First ever in a conference finals to average 25, 10, and 10. Yeah. A 25-point triple-double. Insane. Jamal Murray, first ever in a conference finals to average 30 or more points scoring on 50, 40, 90 from the field. Insanity. I mean, that, that is epically great shit. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be discussed and acknowledged and applauded just as much, if not more, as us talking about, well, oh, what, what went wrong for the Lakers or what happens now for the Lakers. Yeah. Enjoy the fact that the Nuggets are this good and really fun to watch. It is beautiful basketball. They pick the Lakers apart. I, I think that's the one thing all, all three of us have kind of been on since the start is the Nuggets and how good they were. If I'm not mistaken, I think all of us picked the Nuggets <laughs> in every single series that they were in. Correct. And we, we, we saw it. We know it. That It's greatness. You know, what we're looking at, you, there was nothing that you could do against this team, man. Like, they have it together mentally and physically. They've got it together. One thing about – and, Will, you tell me if you're with me on this because I've been thinking about this for weeks. I've been trying to figure out the comparison of, of Jokic for weeks, and I finally figured out who I think he reminds me the most of when I watch him. That dude, for me, is a seven-foot-tall Larry Bird. 
Interesting. That's what I think. He looks like Larry Bird if he's seven feet tall. Didn't LeBron compare him to Larry Bird, especially with the release of his shot? Yes, and that's what really does it for me is that pullback over his head, like that three-pointer he hit. Three he hit at Insanity. the end of the shot clock. That is one of the Insanity, wildest dog. shots I've ever seen made. And then he hit him and was like, eh, yeah. And I think it's great, too, because, like, the narrative about Jokic is like, oh, he can pass, but he's like, yeah. what else is he? Score. And, like, that was just, like, an absolute dagger in a key moment to yes. put them up six. On Anthony step Davis. Step back three at the buzzer mm-hmm. on AD, outstretched arm, just Bang. flinging it over his head. <laughs> the Sambor shuffle. Yes, and... He just so reminds me of, of Bird when I watch him for that reason because Larry Bird didn't do all the super-duper flashy thing. He did some smooth things on the floor yeah. for sure, but they weren't just overly athletic, incredibly flashy stuff. He was just fundamentally sound, yeah. and he was an absolute killer. You know what I mean? And Jokic reminds me, of, especially fundamentally, when that dude gets a rebound, he does something I've never really seen a center do. He never waits. He gets it, and he's gone. Even if he doesn't have a handle on the basketball, he's running. He's out. He's like, I catch the ball when I get down there. You know like, who else did that, that a lot? That is amazing me. I know. We'll keep, I know, man. <laughs> but, but Jokic does that. And it is super impressive to watch him do it. Yeah. Because as soon as he gets past half court, he knows where everybody need, is and where they have to be. And everybody knows where they and need to be. And he's got the here. athletes and the shooting around Correct. him. Correct. To be did able you to see, utilize uh, his playmaking ability. Yeah, I know it's way smoother, Alex. I'm just saying who he – Looks like, like if Bird was seven feet tall, like clearly Larry Bird is a better shooter, one of the greatest shooters ever. That's what I'm saying. But if Bird was seven feet tall, his game would really be like Jokic so to me. Just strictly on the looks, I don't know if you saw this tweet from Rob Perez. Um, Shout out. Yeah, great, great follow. Um, this was actually from September 5th, 2020, during the bubble. I believe that was in the middle of the bubble mm-hmm. playoffs. He said, Jokic will dribble around looking like a panicked walrus on sand before tomahawking some shit over his head, which ends up being wetter than water. It's truly (laughs) majestic. Like, it's true. You just look at that shot. You're like, how the, what's he looking at? And then he dug up that old tweet from 2020 and quote tweeted it. It was like, yeah, so this was mostly just a hyperbolic joke. And then we just actually watched the joker do do it. The, the, the. awareness to know where he was on the floor for that three-pointer was mind-blowing to me. The wild. awareness to to step back and then to take that one foot off just so he could be behind that line and then take that three. Do you know how right in the game you have to be? Do you know how right your that's, IQ that's has that's to be? shots like that over AD twice in a four-game series. He did. He did <laughs> that's, that's what his biggest strength has always been, and I talk about it a lot. Basketball IQ. Mm-hmm understanding the game, understanding where you need to be and what is the best play to help your team get the best look, that's Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jokic right there. Yeah. And Uh, one more thing is what I find really interesting about this potential finals matchup with the Heat is that both of these teams have kind of benefited from being the underdogs. Obviously, the Heat are the eighth seed. That's true. The Heat have been an actual underdog against all these teams. (laughs) But the Nuggets, as the one seed, have not gotten the respect to be Narratively underdog. The Suns. Yeah. um, the Warriors from last year, I mean, they just they haven't gotten that respect. But I think now they're going to be, like, the clear favorites. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how they play knowing that and how the Heat have to sort of match that. Question. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's a good question. I think they've seen themselves as favorites throughout the, their entire run. That's but true. But I think you they know, also like, like being the underdogs. I think they like playing with that chip on their shoulder. Yeah. That, yeah, there is something to that. Uh, last thing before we move on, uh, take our first break. I, I do want to circle back a little bit to some of LeBron's post-game interview stuff. Okay. But 
as far as the Nuggets greatness, um, we were talking about this last night too, Dave. Uh, with his performance and stat line in game four, which was 30 points, 14 boards, 13 assists, Jokic passed a previously held record by Wilt Distilt. Of course. <laughs> that held since 1967 for the most postseason triple doubles in one postseason run. Jeez, Which, like, there are two sides to that. You could be like, wow, Jokic has done this. And it's what? It was a five-game series in round one against Minnesota. Six-game series against Phoenix. Four-game sweep against the Lakers. Chamberlain set that record back in the days when you were playing best of five series. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, for the first round. Uh, as opposed to best of seven from start to finish. But even still, now that they're on their way to the finals, made quick work of the Lakers... He can add two, three, four more to that record that will probably stand for a very, very long time. Insane. Eight triple doubles in one postseason run. (laughs) And it's not just triple doubles. It's 30-point triple doubles. (laughs) This dude is insane. As a center. (laughs) God, he's insane. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, man. Shout out to him. And the entire, like you said, entire everybody, uh, the Denver Nuggets, man. Incredible season, guys. Incredible year. Let's Mm. see what they do in the finals. Dude. Game one in Denver. Game Gonna one. be Denver. lit. Turn it up. The Let's joy. go. Uh, all right. We'll be right back with uh, our our uh, show rolling on. While we are sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. And make sure you are subscribed to that great CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Mm. Big Dave, who do we got up first? Yeah. First of all, let me say, I didn't see Shirtless Wonder, but I did see someone else come out from that other one. She was sitting there reading a book with her dog. I have now named her Lady Wonder. Lady Wonder. <laughs> Lady Wonder. Wait, from the same apartment? Same apartment. A different deck. The deck below. She was sitting out different, there. Different, different, different apartment. Yep. Different. Deck same below, building, different down. apartment. Same building, different apartment, man. There was a dog there, too, earlier. It was. What do you want to name that? Ooh, Doggy Wonder? Doggy Wonder. <laughs> yeah. it's Maybe there's a beautiful love story there just waiting to unfold. In my mind, it is. <laughs> and it's going to happen. CHGO, sir. We make love happen on this show. And you can watch it on your screen right there. 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Where's that? Fubo TV. You can stream live TV from any device that you got. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the absolute lowest price. And you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. That's right, a week free of just watching TV. Mm. Sit down and do nothing and chill out. It's a beautiful thing. No contract, nope. No cable, uh-uh. No hassle, gone. Just sign up and start watching. And just because they love you, how about they toss you a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR? Ooh. You heard what I said, a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR. And that is included, no extra charge, zero. Want to watch local teams while you're traveling? Want to watch some of these cool events coming up? You know, the French Open, WNBA kicking off, mm-hmm. the NHL. Sky 2-0. Oh. All the NHL draft. You know we're going to be watching that going. Yeah. And, of course, the finals like we talked about already, the Cubs and the White Sox who are winning. You can watch them both. Marquee, NBC Sports Chicago. They got you. F1, UFC 289, anything you want to check out, they got you covered on it, man. So use that link in the description below. Sign up for 15% off of your first month of Fubo Pro and get yourself a seven-day free trial with it. You're saving money for doing nothing. It's the American dream. Mm. Fubo TV, y'all. Turn on, chill out, 
Enjoy. You guys think he's ready over there? <laughs> oh, I am so ready to talk about the Combat Energy Efficiency Program, which, by the way, is committed to helping families oh, and man. businesses in the communities it that they serve. Out. They are helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills both now and into the future. That's right, Joe. Comet offers a, w- a <laughs> wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find uh, a lot of ways for you to save uh, energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Ooh. Mm, free facility assessment? How would I set up one of those? Well, let me tell you, Joe, an authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. These can be done in person or virtually. Hello. And last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on, you can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and payback plans that are simple. Mm. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Sorry, was that comed.com slash powering biz? That's correct, Joe. Comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z, biz. Schedule your appointment today. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Before we move on to the uh, Joe Keen KG Love Fest, just wanted to have a couple more thoughts. <laughs> what, okay. what, so what's well, what did I do? <laughs> I'm laughing at him, no, no, not you. <laughs> What's so funny? Nothing. You good? Keep going. <laughs> all right, all right, Bumblebee over there, right. the, the yellowest you mean, shirt. You mean the biggest star in Transformers? Yeah, yeah I'll take that. Is that who? <laughs> oh yeah, no. What is the actual shirt though? Mm. Oh, that is um, most definitely Talib Kweli, one of my favorite groups. That oh, is a black star. Very nice. Shout out to them. And Fish saw it too. Thank you, Fish, for complimenting the shirt. Something that he did not do. And Joey said nice shirt uh, when I, you I like came it. in today. It's also nice colors, which Thank is great. You. Thank you. Would you believe me if I told you that I've seen Talib Kweli perform live before? I would definitely believe you that. Because so, I have. Yeah, probably at a college show. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely believe it, sir. Uh, all right, gentlemen. I'm going to let y'all speak first about okay. what LeBron James said in his post-game interview <laughs> last night. That's a statement. I, I want to know what y'all have to say. That has a statement, and, and then, I know and then, it. And then I'll go. <laughs> what, what did you guys think about these comments, if you missed it? Um saying, I've got a lot to think about as far as what happens now in my NBA career, my playing career. Got a lot to think about. He said he had a lot to think about four or five times. Um, hinting at the possibility that maybe leaving L.A. is involved in that, that maybe retirement is one of those possible choices. So, in case you missed it, that's what LeBron said last night. Mm. I feel like, um, first of all, he's got a one plus one left on his deal, right? He so does. He's, he's guaranteed next year. And then he has a player option for the following year. Mm-hmm. The like general consensus about what his plan was, was always to play for the Lakers their next season and then opt out and go wherever Bronny gets drafted the following year. Um, which is just crazy. And that's a whole other sub- set of conversations about like, do you just draft Bronny first so you can also get LeBron? Pro- yep. Probably. <laughs> yep. In um, seconds. Even if it's for a year, it's like yep. the Kawhi thing. Like you just go for a championship trying to win Um, um, anyway I think this was just a 
man who is middle aged, who <laughs> was just played forty eight minutes middle and got swept in the conference finals in somewhat disappointing fashion, who was just exhausted, hands on his knees, bent over, Jimmy Butler style in the bubble, <laughs> just gassed and frustrated. And I don't know, he, he, he needs a nap, he needs a rest, he needs a vacation. <laughs> we'll see how he feels, but, like, he's not going anywhere. He was just tired. Yeah. That's my take. I will say it was I, – I thought it was interesting to hear him because we've never heard him speak like this before. So I thought that part was interesting. You never heard him come out and say these things. Every time you hear him even talking about – the man just had a commercial of him defeating Father Time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he – He's never really talked like this before. This is all kind of brand new. So I put some stock in that because it's new. And I think the way he got beat and the injury that he's dealing with, you know, like knowing he's got to go in for surgery. And so the rehab that comes with that. And and even, you know, he puts a million dollars into his body, man, and all the work that he does. Like you said, when you're reaching a certain age, you're like, dude, I want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like I've had athletes say that to me, like, who are older, like, man, I don't know how long I'll keep this up. Like, Just I say that after I play two pickup game. games. I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know? And then, but then he's back out there because he's the GOAT. That's I'm how back out there. That's, he's a Just competitor. need a nap and I'm back. <laughs> he's, he's the GOAT. But So I'm not, I'm not surprised totally to hear him talk like this. Like you said, Will, it was after a game. You know what I mean? He's tired. You know, he just got dragged up and down the floor, missed the last shot. You're right. But I put some stock in it. Because I've never heard him speak like this. And about his son, I like how he said, well, that's my dream. It might not be his. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it might not be what he wants to do. I did respect that. Yeah. It, it's Ron, there's no doubt about it. He is a good father. Incredible father. father. Incredible father, man. Like, and so for him to say that, I thought was awesome. Because he was like, that's what I might want to do, but maybe he don't want to do that. And that's fine, too. And if I'm Ronnie, I sure as shit don't want to we, play. We know how you, you'll have your time. <laughs> so, At least he recognizes but, that. But it's cool that he does see that. And he's like, he's not putting it on him. Like, okay, if you want to stay. Maybe he gets to college and wants to stay a couple years. Fine. You know, he, he's not putting that on him. He's just saying his dream would be to play with his son. If it doesn't happen... Doesn't happen, and that's cool. But I think it's really dope for LeBron to be like that as a father. But I think it's also dope to see an actual human moment, you know what I'm saying, from LeBron James. Because when you're considered one of those greats, you're, all, you're, you're, consider, you're looked at as, quote-unquote, a god to some people. Mm -hmm. Can't be hurt, you know, always be ready. Look at him, 20 years of this, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not used to hearing this stuff, so... I, I appreciate the human time. time apparently. I think yes. there's also the an only, element Again, like, you'll have your time. The only thing I like, Will, I'm sorry. The only thing, I, I just like the human aspect of it. I like that because he's not, I'm not used to seeing, he's always got a wall kind of built up in a, in a narrative he's trying to convey. It didn't feel like that with this, and I like that. I think the only other thought that I had about this was like, is this GM LeBron trying to pull some strings? Is this LeBron realizing yes. my team is not good enough here? He said this was like the best, if not one of the best, if not the best team that the Lakers have played in the playoffs since he's been there. Mm. And that's probably true. I mean, they were yeah. really, really good, the Nuggets are. Top to bottom. Um, is this a ploy to get Kyrie, for example? Or Courtside. to make sure, you know, there were reports about like, at the trade deadline, should the Lakers have gone all in even more and used the 2027 and 2029 pick mm -hmm. to go and get another star? Is this a move from LeBron 
to put leverage and, and pressure on the front office because yes. Malik Beasley wasn't really playing. Jared Vanderbilt wasn't really playing. D'Angelo Russell had his problems. Like all the guys Ooh. they went out and yeah. got did not really help their fortunes. Yeah. It was mostly just get getting rid of Russell Westbrook that kind of helped open things up. So I, I could see this also being a play from GM LeBron to say, we need to go out and get another superstar ball handler that can help take some pressure off me because I can't do 48 minutes of this for every mm. single game. Mm. Mm. Matt, you wanted to dig on in, sir. The floor is yours. Yeah. Let me just say this. The Nuggets are good. The Nuggets are good. The Nuggets are very good. The Nuggets are very damn good. That's what people should be talking about right now. Not that crap, which we all know is crap and bullshit and made up. I'm not giving it any more of my time. Here, not a second. Here's why I don't even for a second believe that LeBron would retire. Because uh-huh. we're talking about the guy that posted on Instagram for himself to congratulate and wrote in third person an entire paragraph referring to himself as the young king. And, you know, like, he's just like, he's never, ever shied away from the spotlight. So I go back to the Dwayne Wade retirement party. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'm not even going to call it a tour. It was a party. They were making the shirts, the pink shirts, sure. the whole thing. Like I have one. And, yeah, it was a cool shirt. Mm-hmm. I think Bleacher Report put those out. I'll wear it again for Matt. Those are real cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. I just, when that happened, my first thought was, I can't imagine how how loud the LeBron retirement tour is going to be and that yeah. going away party is going to be for him. And I just, he doesn't strike me as the guy that's going to just, oh yeah, this I'm done and I'm hanging yeah. him up. And he's going to he's gonna make sure that everybody knows when that's coming. No, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, no, that's that's the retiring. that's the one. Well, I mean, he a lot of people are just the up in the air. He's yeah, talking like this. But I, yeah, that's the one. That's for me why I'm like, no, there's also no. Like it's not Bob even Myers is like not sure if he's going to come back. Like when right. you get beat in that fashion, you have to take a step back and think about it and try to figure out a solution. You can't just like be ready to go for game five. Yeah, series is over. Yeah, back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. you can come to the post game podium with a cast on your wrist or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, pass the buck here or there. Not another second. Not a second, man. Nuggets are good. This is true. What you say, Take man? that L. You know what? Take all four of them L's. <laughs> Mr. Attention Grabber. Did like, you uh, did you run around your, your condo when this happened? Did oh, my God. High fiving a million angels by myself. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, and the wonder has appeared. Ladies and gentlemen, Circless Wonder is out because it's 80 there. degrees. The shirt is off. You know what I mean? The chest is out. The Having taco a heater meat in the is heat. on fleet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, with the chain but, on as well. His soulmate is no longer on her balcony. She is not. So it can't happen today, but it might happen soon. I just don't know why we can't get those two together. It'll happen, man. Lady one, I mean, they're right there, both pining for each other. It shall occur. Uh, All right. Let's transition to uh, two other people who probably haven't lost a whole lot of love for LeBron James in their lives. That's Joakim Noah and Kevin Garnett. Two people who never took LeBron's bullshit while they were playing. (laughs) Respect to both of them. Never understood. They never. Oh, they understood. They understood all the BS coming out of there. Um, in case you missed it, after you're through listening or watching our show, go find the KG Certified Show on the Showtime Basketball YouTube channel or find it in your podcast feeds mm-hmm. and listen to his episode that dropped yesterday afternoon right around the time we were doing our show. His latest guest, none other than Bulls legend Joakim Noah. Joakim! Whew, I was waiting for this to drop for a month. 
Yeah. Because seriously, several weeks ago, we got a little teaser of a video of Joakim and KG dapping each other up in some sort of studio space. Mm. And then they shared it on their respective you know, Instagram pages. KG shared it on Twitter. And I was like, oh my gosh, Joakim and KG. Yeah. Finally going to bury the hatchet, mm -hmm. talk shit out, give it to me now. Mm. Then they made us wait for three weeks. But then they finally gave it to us yesterday. Um, I have clearly lots of thoughts as the biggest Joakim fan on the planet. Uh, so I'll let you guys decide where you want to start. What spoke to you the most about the way that Joakim and KG sat down together and just had this conversation that covered a, a lot of ground? When we go, you go, Will. Go ahead. A uh, so, so, couple things. I like the, first of all, I like that they did this. Because I don't know if y'all know, but Kevin Garnett is one of my favorite players ever. I love Kevin Garnett. The last poster I ever had up in my house of another NBA player was Kevin Garnett. And it was a picture of him diving for a ball. It was like that long. It was just a picture of him diving for a basketball. He's the last person in my life I ever just had up because I've followed him since high school. And I just loved his games. Again, one of those players I have never didn't see how, that had a weakness in his game. He could do everything on the floor and the intensity that he played with. He hated everyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he wanted to win so bad. You know what I mean? It just everything meant the world to him when he was out there on the floor. And I absolutely love that. He even spending the short amount of time he spent in Chicago, you know, when when you're in Chicago, if you got love for Chicago, Chicago has love for you. We mm. embrace you. You know what I mean? It's how it goes. And so we embraced Kevin Garnett and he embraced us. And so that's why we claim him like that, man. And, yeah, I just love KG. I always have. When he and Joe Kim Noah had their, you know, spout and little rowdy dow, as I like to say. Shout out Gangs in New York. Which one? <laughs> yeah, the, I would say uh, the one, the first, when they were playing uh, in Boston, when KG wasn't there. Oh, he was on the sideline. Right. Hurt. The greatest So, so that uh, epic first round Celtics series first round series I'd in 09, yeah. KG was hurt during was that hurt. series. Yeah, it was that one. Because Noah, I like how he talked about that series and kept wanting to talk about that series, mm -hmm. how it shaped him. And I made him the player he kind of was uh, because that was, again, the series, the play happened. The steal, the run the floor, the dunk, the and one. Mm. And it Take was that, Paul Pierce. Perfect, yes. And Paul Pierce falling out and Doc Ooh. Rivers vomiting. <laughs> the Doc Rivers shot, oh my God. It was, it was all, you know, in sync. It was all, everything was in sync. It was a perfect play. And, and he hit the free throw. It was just hearing him talk about what that meant to him was awesome. Hearing them talk about their similarities just mentally in the game was amazing because Joe Kim professed, you know, how much he loved KG before. Mm -hmm. But he also professed that, dude, this dude is mean. He's mm -hmm. like, he's not a nice person. The love was <laughs> not reciprocated. He, right, he was like, he's not a nice person. I love how Noah said, though, it just drove him. It just made him want it more, made him a better player. He said it turned him into an animal. Exactly. Exactly. He wanted that, and he needed that, like he said. He needed those kind of things, man, to let you know your heroes don't exist out here on the floor because mm -hmm. your heroes are trying to take you out. Yeah. So you can get that out your head. You know what I mean? If you're trying to be great, I'm saying, you got to get that out your head, bro. Ain't no autographs out here right now. So – I love that uh, for Joe King. I love how I talked about how they mentally approached the game because it was very, very similar. And I thought you watched a respect happen, even uh, get even stronger between mm -hmm. those two guys when you were watching it happen. Um, I liked how he talked about LeBron. 
because he talked about how far back his disdain goes for LeBron. Like, dude, he beat my boy Lenny Cook, bro. I ain't like him since then. That's a long time to be carrying stuff. And I immediately thought of man and said, man, I know he loves this. Um, I like he talked about his love of Billy Donovan. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome too. Uh, hearing uh, he said the Irish dudes, they're different. <laughs> they're different, man. <laughs> and he's not lying because the couple I know, he, yeah, they they different, man. And it just honestly, when players like Joe Kim say that stuff, for me, it, it, I'll look even differently at you, even if it's for five minutes or even for a month. I'll look at you differently and see. I want to see what you're seeing, so I can be on that page with you, whether I get there or not. I don't know, but I'm going to look at you and see it. You know what I mean? I know how much he loves Billy. So, and you know how I feel about Billy right now. <laughs> He's not my favorite. So I just want to look at him and, and see it, if I can come to that kind of understanding that he has uh, with him. I, Joe Kim Noah, and I feel like I'm being long. I don't want to take this time from you. But I, I'll just wrap by saying Joe Kim Noah is so different and not a stereotypical guy that you look at that has that kind of intensity. It's mild-mannered, he's very chill, incredibly relaxed, incredibly kind when he sees you off the floor. But on the floor, he is a menace. He is a straight-up menace, and he hates everything that you represent in your life because he wants to win. Mm-hmm. I love players like him because they show the different sides. You can come from anywhere and be like that. You know, it's just a mentality. And he talked about that, how it was built uh, for him, you know, in, in the pickup games he was playing. Uh, sleeping on the couch, you know what I'm saying, playing in the projects. Those kind of things shape a man, you know. So I'll just wrap it up by saying, like, it was just great to see that and those guys come to an understanding and Joe saying this is for him and not for anybody else because mm-hmm. he needed this closure. This meant something to him, bro. He needed this closure as a man. And I'm glad that he got it. And just watching two brothers up there talking like that and, and just talking ball and life was, was just awesome. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think the the piece that you touched on about like his intensity and why Joakim is the way Joakim is, I think was one of the the things that stood out to me about this whole interview was it just kind of kept coming back to that in certain ways. At the beginning, it was like, well, my dad was a professional tennis player. Right. We had money. Like it wasn't right. like I was, you know, that I needed to make the NBA to be able to get out of. Mm-hmm a tough situation or to be able to provide for my family or whatever it was like, that wasn't what drove Joakim. And I found it interesting to learn more about what did drive him and how actually the concept that like people would give him shit for that mm-hmm. drove him. Yeah. Like, KG called him silver spoon, silver spoon on the court. Silver spoon. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of reminded me of like the MJ documentary in a lot of ways too, because it was like, uh, he found anything that he could to yeah. motivate himself. Yeah. And or like his making fun be... of his accent when he first came over to New York from, you know, from Europe. And like his English was a little sounded wonky yeah. compared to kids in New York and the way that they talked. And he, he just found a way. And I love that because that is what I think of when I think of Joe Kim. Mm-hmm. Steel sharpening steel, man. Yeah. No matter where you come from, like you said, that's a great point. That I wanted to say it didn't matter where you came from because KG, where he came from was different. Yep. And how he got there was different. Noah had things. Like he said, his parents, he didn't worry about his parents having things. We've talked about being in college. He didn't have yeah, to worry about that. And the that. decision that he and Corey Brewer and Corey the teammates Brewer, made right, to come exactly, back exactly. and go for that repeat in the he was second like knowing what Brewer was season. dealing with. You know he what I'm saying? He was like, Corey Brewer could have you know, <laughs> taken that money to go <laughs> right. into the draft. Then and we he all said, in. no, right. let's 
come back to school. So yeah, Joe Keen was like, well, yeah, absolutely. So, I was on board. So that kind of love that he has, man. So you, it doesn't matter where you come from, man. Yeah. It's about where you at, bro. Um, all right. We got to take our second break. We'll do that quickly. Then we'll come back, dive more into this conversation, including I want to talk about some of the things Joakim said that are very, you know, prevalent in what we have been talking about with Joe recently, which yeah. is what he's doing here with the Noah's Ark Foundation in one city here in Chicago. Right. Uh, we will get to that coming up next. But first, Big Dave. Goose Island. Give, you see right this there. goose with a thumbs see up on it? On there, man. Right there. That IPA. Hoppy, grapefruity, refreshing. Mm. That's not me saying that. That's what's on the can. They done told you what's going on up in here. Right All there. kinds of goodness. We've got a fridge and a storeroom stocked. Of the Goose Island, man, and we are partaking and enjoying, and you all should too. But it ain't just this. You, you ain't got to just get the Goose IPA. You can get that Tropical Beer Hub. You can get that, of course, that 312 Wheat Ale that's about as yellow as my shirt. The Full Pocket Pilsner. Mm. Oh, it's a favorite of young Matthew Peck and myself. Oh, it's the Spitz Arch. Keeps you right, and it's cool. But they got you covered in all kind of awesome ways, y'all. So grab a ultra fresh, fresh brewery exclusive beers at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to the tap room in the Fulton Street in West Town. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That just was in me because like that's it. what Goose Island beer like does it. to you, man. Makes you feel amazing <laughs> and makes you want to sing a little bit. Oh, this is delicious beer, Ow. y'all. Get you some in your life. You need it. You want it. You love it. Goose Island Beer Company, the true taste of Chicago. You know what else you need and want in your life is that CSGO diehard membership. I mean, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. If you haven't gotten your CSGO diehard membership yet. Yes. Maybe the best reason ever for Bulls fans exists right now, which is the, I haven't found the bottom of it yet, mm. Will to Go Golly NBA 2023 draft class, draft it. database, <laughs> up now on LCHGO.com for diehards only. The GOAT. Go check it out. More information than you could possibly ever need no lie. on these NBA draft prospects. This is what's motivating me. Joakim found his ways. You are motivating me to add more. There you go. It's a motivation circle. It's a motivation circle. In the, in the tree of trust. Um, also, perks on top of perks. You get a free shirt when you sign up. Pick a shirt, any shirt in our CSGO merch locker. Uh, from then on out, anytime you shop at our merch locker, you get a 20% discount every single time. You get CSGO Die Hard membership card. You get the sticker pack. Plus, you also get discounts to all of our fun different events that we do, like the Bulls Watch parties we did. Uh, the baseball crews doing their parties, and right around the corner, CSGO Bears tailgates coming back, including week one Bears hosting Packers. Mm-hmm. You know you want to go to that tailgate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. And why not get a discount mm-hmm. to that tailgate by becoming a diehard? Do it. Do it now. CSGO.com slash diehard. We're going to be there. Um, I'm so all right. excited for the tailgate. So going man, back to – It's going to be fun. Joe Key with KG. Um Something that Joe Keem actually talked about recently when your boy, Dwayne Wade and Joe Keem... The man. ...made public the fact the that Hall they had made peace. Mm-hmm. And Joe told a story about how he was working oh. out, trying to make his way back into the league, coming back from an injury. Story. <laughs> and he was in some Just gym, and you know, D-Wade was at the other end of that gym, and D-Wade came over to him and was like, keep that, it up, man. That's keep right. It up. 
and it meant for everything as to much him. as Joakim hated mm-hmm. D Wade and those Eagles teams, and rightfully so. <laughs> they all suck. They go all rotten hell. Um, Joakim said that that moment taught him something yeah. about letting go of some of that anger and hate. Yeah, Matt. that took place on the court back then. Yeah, Matt. And to just maybe have a bit more appreciation and respect for the guys who have gone through this with you. Uh-huh. Maybe not wearing your same jersey, but have gone through it with you. And so it's interesting to see him and KG now bearing this beef because, and KG, or, or Joakim talked about, like, sometimes I'd be walking down the streets of New York or Chicago or whatever, and knowing that we have beef, people would yell out to me, like, hey, man, FKG, right. which is something I would 100% do. Mm. Um, and, like, I, he whether was talking it was, about you. Whether it was, like, Boston <laughs> or then when he went over and played on that Nets team and the Bulls played the Nets in the first round of that series in 2013, and I lived in New York and I was going to those games or I was going to Bulls-Celtics games at the United Center before I left Chicago, I made a point at loudly yelling mean things at Kevin Garnett because my boy Joakim was like, F that guy. So I was like, yes, Joakim, you're right. <laughs> F that guy. So Joakim and KG taught me a little something in this conversation and the thing that I loved most about it is that Joakim said, the demographics I'm trying to reach might call this shit soft. This shit being him and KG burying their beef. And Joakim said, there's nothing soft about facing your past. Mm. And then he later on was talking about how this work that he's doing that is so much centered around conflict resolution mm-hmm. with the Nozark Foundation of One City Basketball mm-hmm. is conflict resolution that is very important and cannot just like you know prevent fights on a basketball court from breaking out or prevent beefs on a basketball court but save lives he said you know when we're playing basketball the results of the basketball game aren't resulting in possible life or death situations they're not resulting in people unnecessarily going to jail and riding away in jail Mm. conflict resolution that i'm learning about right now and helping people in chicago work on right now put everything in perspective about my beefs from it you know, a basketball court. Mm-hmm. And that's why it seemed like he's able to sort of have this shifted angle of perspective on it now, which as even as a, I will defend Joe to the death and anyone who Joe says we're not effing with, I'm not effing with. I can at least come somewhere to meet in the middle on something like that now. And, and I'm glad you said that because that literally was going to be one of my questions to you because I wanted to know if that changed about you because I remember telling you how much Kevin Garnett meant to me and <laughs> you just completely hated it. And couldn't stand it. And hearing him say that, I, I, you were one of my thoughts. Well, you were a lot of my thoughts when I was watching this. <laughs> but that was one of the thoughts I had was, I wonder how Matt feels now showing that, seeing that Joe Kim Noah. Well, first of all, seeing KG actually saying, I apologize to you, and said it was actually regret of his that he was just so locked in that he didn't take the time to embrace certain guys around him because he yeah. was so locked in. But then also – Joe Kim telling him it was great because it shaped me. So it, it didn't bother uh, – I shouldn't say it didn't bother him, but it helped him, you know what I'm saying, along the way. That yeah. kind of destruction of 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 a hero is what made him Joe Kim Noah. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because I, I really wanted and, to know that. And it's not just you, man. Like when I was a kid, especially dealing with being a diehard, obsessed Bulls fan and the dynasty ending mm-hmm. and needing something to cling to – I started to find NBA players who, whose game I loved, and I would watch them play whenever they were on. Right. As I, while I also watched the Bulls, you know, struggle their way to 15 wins year after year. Mm. And KG was one of those players who I, I fell in love with a player dealing with a rebuilding Bulls team that was junk. Mm-hmm. And like, so it was hard for me too 
when that KG Joaquin beef became apparent as a kid who loved KG mm-hmm. in his game, I was like, all right, well, you're dead to me now. <laughs> you are dead to me. Don't I don't know, mess man. with my guy Joe. I think it's I think it sounds more simple for you. Right? Like Joe say, nope, like you're dead. You're dead. You're good. Forget it, man. It's, it's, if they knew better, they would have just been nice to him, and then he wouldn't have had yeah. motivation to try to rip your head off. Yeah, this is true. Kill him it, with kindness. Kill him with kindness, man. Be nice to him. Kill him with kindness. We're not from that group. Dave is slowly teaching me about that whole <laughs> kill him with kindness thing. He didn't. He didn't understand it. They but never you see how many he never understood. No, you he see how many understood. years it's taken. No, for him to bury say, them with pettiness has always been pretty. He's the pity upon them. Um, There's another way, Matt. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Um, and credit and respect to, to KG for keeping on asking Joe a lot about the charity work that he's doing in Chicago and give, and sharing his platform with Joe to talk about that stuff. I really love that. And I think the other thing that probably you know tugged at the heartstrings of a lot of Bulls fans who watched it, or if you haven't watched it yet, you probably will, um, is when KG asked Joe Keem about his relationship with Derrick Rose. Which, oh. like, Bulls fans still, to this day, that was those two players and their bond meant so much as far as how Bulls fans felt about that team. The greatest team we've had since the dynasty ended was about those two guys. That's a and their skill on the court and the bond that they had off the court. And, uh, Joe, do you have that one quote that, that Joe Keem said about Derek? Thank you. He said he could be bitter about a lot of shit because the injuries probably robbed him of some of his greatness. But to see him at peace with it is what I'm the most happy about. Mm. That's my brother. At the end of the day, win or lose, it's more about seeing him happy. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. Mm. And to no one's surprise, I watched Joakim say those words about Tarek and done. <laughs> done. <laughs> Completely done. Yeah, I, I love that, you know. And listening to just even how they were talking, both of them were speaking about Derrick Rose and the respect that they had, and even like, dude, he can still get back in there. You know what I'm saying? If you want, they, that stuff can still happen. And, yeah, just hearing that was awesome. But, you know, it just means a lot more to Joe King because I liked how he talked about, again, a guy who's quiet, mild-mannered, all those mm-hmm. things, but has that insane competitiveness about him. And he talked about that when he told the story about him in his rookie season mm-hmm. when uh, Vinny no, Del Negro tried to put your boy Kirk on him, man. And he was, <laughs> no, the hell you not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got that dude. He's my responsibility. And I like how he just said the whole quiet, the whole locker room just quiet. You know, this is a rookie. Because you could totally see that too. Yes, just yes. Halftime, pregame, mm-hmm. Vinny Del Negro up there laying down the, the game plan. <laughs> yep. All right, Kirk, you got Steve Nash. Right. Mm-mm. What the I hell are you talking about? Right. No, I got him. And I love that. And that's why, again, these are the reasons, like he talked about, um, I love how Joe Kim talked about he's walking down the street and people tell him stuff like, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing. He was like, they don't say that to me just because I was a player out there with a big contract or I was just on their team. He was like, they know what I sacrificed. They know what I gave up. Went through battles. To be out here. Exactly. Yeah. They saw it. You know what I mean? He lived it. He meant it when he did that. So, that's the kind of stuff, and, and that goes for Derek, too. You know, Derek's in, in that as well. And that's the kind of stuff that endears you to cities like this when you do that kind of stuff, man. And we look for those guys. Like, the Bulls are still looking for that guy, even though I think they have him in Daylon Terry. But they're looking for those kind of guys with that kind of mentality because it ain't just about the insane competitiveness or uh, just looking good on the floor or putting up the numbers. They want to know that you're sacrificing something when you're walking out there on the floor. Mm-hmm. They want to know that because we're sacrificing something to come see you on the floor, you know? Yeah. And they want to, and 
when Joe Kim, you talked about this before, how he says he plays for the guys up in the 300 sections. Right. That's the guys he's playing for. And you talked about how much that meant to you mm-hmm. when he's saying those kind of things, man. That stuff means something to cats like here in Chicago, bro. So I like that he understands that and doesn't overlook it. You know what I mean? And, and embraces it. Yeah. And this is why he's beloved, and this is why Derrick Rose is beloved. And you need that if you want to be a great team. Yeah, yeah, like You can't just have the Steph Curry. You also have to have the Draymond. And yes, I think that was, yes, like yes, Derrick and Joe yes. Kim were Steph and, and Draymond before yeah. Steph and Draymond. And yeah, I think yeah. that's just, it's so easy to fall in love with that, like, duality of, of character and personality. Like, it's just, it's a great, yeah. great it, I th- and I think you're right, Dave, to point out that, like, dude, every good team, every championship caliber team needs one of those guys who's just, like, a little crazy in the head so much Can't so that you, like, it, you like worry about it a little bit. Every and team in the Eastern Conference Finals has one of those guys. Right. Every, or the Western. And every so team in the Conference Finals. When, when you, like, and, and people always say that, that phrase, too, a lot about, like, oh, if that guy's on your team, you love him. If he's not right, on your team, right. you effing hate him. Right, correct. And that's what it was with Joe Keem and KG. Yeah. They both had the same kind of, yo, that dude's a little crazy in the head. Yeah. And because it was Joe Keem doing that in the Bulls jersey, that's why Bulls Nation fell in love with him. <clears throat> and it's why KG did that in a Celtics jersey or mm-hmm. uh, a Nets jersey or a T-Wolves jersey back in the day. And Bulls fans hated that. Yes. Like, I was yes. sitting there watching yes. that Bulls-Brooklyn series in 2013 and while the they were waiting for one of the refs to give them the ball on a side out of bounds play, Joakim and KG were just going at each other <laughs> before the ball was even in play, and it crescendoed to Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett trying to bite Joakim Noah. He tried to bite his flesh, and I was like, "Yo, these guys are both effing nuts." Tyson Holyfield. Yes, yes Tyson Holyfield. Yes, that kind of insanity is what we love, and. That adds to that what he did in that net series as to why he was so hyped up, yeah. as to why he was playing injured. Because remember, he Playing did what he did injured. He 26 and 14 injured with seven assists, I believe. But, yeah, man, it's, it was just a great conversation about two real competitors. I loved how they talked about the things that, they're, that Noah's doing off the floor now and KG talking about how much he loves it and wants to help. I loved how he talked about what he was doing in Africa. I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah. What he the, was doing in Africa. BAL in Africa. Yeah, bro. So he was I, working hard, man. man. I loved it. I, I had no clue he was he was doing things like that. Um, so that was also great to uh, hear about, man. When they were talking about the hunger of guys and how it's different now. And I liked how Noah said, I teach more over there than I do here because those guys are hungrier. He was like, they want it more. These guys here might say, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, doing like, he was like, no, when I'm telling you something, because I know mm-hmm. I've been through it, I want you to be locked in with me. You know what I'm saying? And he feels like that's happening more there than it is here. And he's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he's, and he's right in that sense, man. I just love a guy with that kind of passion and that kind of humility as well, man, to, to do that. And last thing I'm going to say is I like KG encouraging him to be a coach. I'd like and it. Joe Keem's answer was like a quick hell yeah. no. And then KG broke it down to him why he thought he would be awesome at it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you the passion that you have, you know, he's teaching now. And he's not even understanding that he is. He right. really is teaching. But I love that he, he encouraged him to be that and maybe get into that more because he sees something like that in him, man. So it was, it was a great interview. And great. I'm glad just to tie it back to the beginning. Like, I'm glad Joe Kim and – 
those two guys had a chance to talk. Yes. And when you're playing against one another and you have two guys like that that you love to have on your team but hate to play against, they're going to butt heads. But to kind of have that respect and be able to talk it out and just, yeah, I just I thought that was – you, you know how much that meant to joke him. Yeah, he, he continually said it. He was like, you know, this means a lot to me. And he was like, I talked to the OGs beforehand about what this could be. He was like, but in the end, it didn't matter because yeah. this is for me. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I've got the deal. He was like, some people might say this is soft shit, but it's nothing soft, like you said, yeah. about dealing with your past, bro. And come, getting closure is an awesome thing, you know, because a lot of guys walking around with open wounds that they refuse to deal with and refuse to heal from. Because they think it might be soft or they just don't want to go through it. It's hard to go back and deal with that stuff, bro. It's a tough he, thing he to do. He continues to lead by example. Continues to do it, man. So, just, yeah, shout and out to both those gentlemen. Speaking of which, um, if you want to, you know, keep an eye on and keep up to date with what's going on with the One City Basketball League, you can follow them on Instagram, <clears throat> One City B-Ball, Twitter, I believe it's their same handle there. Uh, but their Instagram feed over the weekend was just a bunch of pictures and videos of the first group of games that were played yeah. on the south and west sides of Chicago this past weekend. And it was just kids having fun, smiles on their faces, yep. playing basketball. Ball. And Joe Keem did that. Joe Keem did um, it, bro. Shout out to Kobe Williams as well. Shout out so. to Kobe shout Williams Kobe as well. Williams, bro. Uh, so go, go give uh, One City B-Ball a follow on uh, social if you want to keep an eye on that. And, of course, if you want to, noahsarkfoundation.org. Uh, Give what you can. Yeah. Um, if you appreciate what Joe's doing here in the city yeah. of Chicago, Bulls yeah. fans, that's our guy. Uh, so, if you haven't watched that chat with him and KG yet, go, go watch it. it between now and tip off of game four of uh, Heat Celtics tonight. It's a game tonight. Uh, and enjoy it. There is. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow talking about the results of that game, whether it's the Celtics staying alive. Go Celtics, please. I don't want it to be over. Heat sweeping. Please. And that would mean a week of no NBA games. I want more ball. Us. Please don't do this to me. Not a week. Oh, either way, we'll be here. Never been sweeps in the conference finals. Really? Which is nuts. Oh, wow. Please don't time. do it now. <laughs> I don't want to go Celtics. home. You got one in you, Just don't you? give me you? one, dog. Please. Give me one. Well, that's what uh, uh, Marcus Mart and Jalen Brown both said. We're like, oh, don't let us win yeah, one. don't say that shit. I hate oh, it. Oh, the okay. literally words don't. of Kevin Harlan. <laughs> okay. Jimmy friggin' Butler. <laughs> <laughs> G says forgets. Uh, in the meantime, between now and tomorrow, you can follow us on Twitter as always. Joey who's waiting for that threshold of followers to get that goat chat <laughs> at Joyce Bathus. Will they go golly? Will underscore golly? Big day. Bow. Bow. BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. Thanks, uh, as always, for the thumbs ups. Hit that if you haven't yet on your way out. Make sure you subscribe to CSGO Sports mm. channel on YouTube. This has been CSGO Bulls. Yeah. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make your bets. Make your same game parlays. Heat Celtics. Game four tonight. Winner go home for the Celts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Here, I'd be good. Peace.